Hey everyone, we're back with another week, another episode of Find Your Film. This is episode 138, I am guessing. Bruce, that's 138, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, it's 100, episode 138. Eric Holmes, what do you think? Eric Holmes, is it 138, Find Your Film? Um, yes, we are 138. Okay, are 138. I'm, I'm being... I'm, I'm going to be Greg, a disciplinarian. We are 138. We are we are 138. I'm going to be a little bit more of a disciplinarian this week because after watching Brothers Keeper, I've learned to be more just strict, especially with children. Bruce, did I take the wrong lessons from that movie? One of the movies we're going to cover this week. Just to be, oh, that's, very, that's yeah. what I got from it. You're supposed to be just, you know, you hold people to a standard and that's what you expect. I mean, that's okay. Okay. All right. Eric Holmes, cold showers in, in uh, snowstorms with no heater. Is that, is that fair for children? You think we can, we should do that? Yeah. Fuck them kids. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we're off on a very, very positive note here on Find Your Film. Again, this is the aforementioned movie. It is called Brothers Keeper. It's a Turkish film. It's spoke Turkish and Kurdish as far as the languages go with some English subtitles. Bruce Perky, actually, you, you guys who are listening to this won't know, but he actually left the chat because his video is not, and he, he came back on the chat right now. His video is back, but his face, his visage, his beautiful face is not actually on the camera, but we move on. We trudge on. Okay, brother, Brothers Keeper is one of our movie movies for this week. We're also covering, actually, I'm not covering, Bruce and Eric is covering VH, uh, nice, nice grin. Bruce Perky, they're going to be covering a movie called VHS 99 because Eric and Bruce, they are, what crew are you part of, Bruce Perky? What you, what crew are you and Eric part of? You're part of the match game. Uh, wait, I got to think of the, the shuttle huddle. No, shutter hut. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Shut- the shutter you're, hut. You're, you are part, uh, you're, hut. you're no you Gene go. Rayburn. You're part of the, you're no Gene Rayburn. You're part of the shutter crew. So you guys are, you guys will be re- reviewing VHS 99. Hopefully that's a very good movie. And then one of the all time great films ever to be created is a, a movie called Dangerous game it's a dangerous game with john voigt i i believe that's not the full name i'm gonna get the name in a second but it's a eric is it a dangerous movie to watch this is that a dangerous choice to watch dangerous game any kind of teachers you have for that i wouldn't say it's dangerous um oh it's not dangerous don't, wait, don't people wait, wait, do people we'll die how, don't they get killed we'll see we'll see what see what people think Oh, we'll see what people think. That is not a good sign whatsoever. Bruce, danger. are you ready to play a dangerous kind of game today or, or not? Always. No. Always give it up. Give me the more dangerous game and I'll be ready to play it. Although this is might be dangerous like Michael Jackson's dangerous, which actually is pretty dangerous. So I don't know. I don't know. Specifically, the name of the movie is called Dangerous Game, The Legacy Murders. It will be available in select theaters and digital on Friday. Those, those are the three movies we're covering. Bruce Berge, what is the box movie we're going to be covering as far, well, as far as our featured reviews? All three of us now watch box movies, you know, for posterity. What's the, what's the movie we're covering? Uh, this was your pick from, I guess, months ago, uh, Bull from 2019, starring Rob Morgan. Oh, Rob Morgan, Bull. It, it's currently, as of this recording, it's currently streaming on Amazon Prime Video. I really loved it. That's why I recommended it. Rob Morgan, I thought, is Again, a national treasure. I thought it was really interesting and wonderful and bull. Would love to hear what Eric and Bruce have to say. We're going to cover it at the end of the program. Yes, Eric Holmes. I'm going 100 miles a minute. What's going? What's going on? Oh, 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 nothing. He said Robert Morgan, and I think I might have watched the wrong movie called Bull. You watched the wrong. We'll we'll find out. Oh, oh, that's so amazing. (laughs) There's a TV series. There's a TV series called Bull, and you might have watched. Oh my goodness, that is okay. That might be a twist. There's a couple of twists that's going on on the Find Your Film episode. I I saw a 2021 movie directed by Paul Andrew Williams. Nope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I watched the wrong one. one it was a good <laughs> movie. Maybe, maybe I'll just maybe I'll save that for next week, man. Maybe we'll save that. That'll be our box pick for next week. Another. We're, you know what? We're actually only going to watch movies titled Bull for the next four or five <laughs> four or five weeks. And are you okay with that, Bruce? Eric? Yeah. You have any other? Well, I don't even know any other bull movies. There's Bull. bull bully. There's me and on Parade. Bully. Bull Bulls on Parade. Chili. That's that's a. The, uh, yeah, bowl, a bowl of chili or a bowl of chili. There's Rage, yeah, Rage Against the Machine, R-A-T-M. That is bull. Do you know any bull movies? <laughs> Bruce Berkey, bull something, bull. I think it was a uh, movie called Bullfighter. Bullfighter. Was Very it bullhead, bullheaded, bull, bull yeah, something. Yeah, bullhead. Okay, yeah. That's a good so, Mer- Melvin's yeah. album, bullhead, yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, we'll we're on we're on a bulls parade like RATM for the next for this episode. We'll see what's going on with these three movies, and actually, it's going to be five movies because Eric Holmes is bringing some extra value with it. That other bull movie that he saw. That and, and I you know what? Yeah, and, and I'll I'll save that one. And I'll just real quick say the bull I saw pretty good. Check it out, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll save that for a later day. I think. Okay, uh, okay, we'll we'll get to our box in a little bit. First, first off, for our intro, findyourfilms.com. We've been posting up a little bit i've been posting a couple more stories on it and actually the website's working pretty well right now the reason why i'm mentioning findyourfilms.com is for this week i am giving away three wishes for cinderella two blu-rays three wishes for cinderella just came out this week on blu-ray dvd digital and on demand bruce and eric have not seen it because their weekly plate is already full i had to do interviews with the lead actress Astrid S. this week. And this actress who plays a stepmom, she her name is Ellen Dort Peterson. Eric Holmes and Bruce Berkey, do you know who Ellen Dort Peterson is? Do, do you guys not. have any idea? You have no idea. Bruce, uh, I, no, I mean, nothing? Maybe. You're asking, so I'm assuming we do, but I don't recognize it by name. I, for I sure. totally know who that is, but I'm going to just keep it a secret. Um, you can. Oh, you are changed my answer. Else. What Bruce you, said. I, I have. I've, I've had enough of your lip, Bruce Perky. Okay. The reason why you should know Ellen Dora Peterson is she played the mother of a troubled, maybe possibly troubled child in this movie called what I think it was called The Innocence. Have you guys ever heard of this movie called The Innocence hmm. from 2021, where the Nicole kids Kidman? have? Yeah, 2021. She played Ellen Dora Peterson. She was the mother, and the daughter is her real daughter, real life daughter. Raquel Lenora Flotum. That movie, if you haven't seen The Innocence, Eric and Bruce, do you kind of remember that movie where it's the kids, each kid has a different superpower or talent? Oh, do you remember, that Eric, one. a little bit? I, I would, yes. Jeez, my brain. All that. I keep getting the wrong movies. Right title, wrong movie. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do remember that one. Yes. What Eric was thinking was he was thinking about the Bruce Perky Walk the Cinema podcast that he did for The Innocence, which stars Deborah Carr. This is The Innocence, which was released in 2021. It stars the aforementioned Ellen, Ellen Dort Peterson. She plays the mother and the daughter is Raquel Lenora Flotum. If you haven't seen it, Bruce, would you recommend The Innocence to anyone directed and written by Eskil Watt? I would. I would. I think if you like those Swedish slow burn semi kind of disturbing take on I don't know if you want to say what's the take on because that might ruin it. But yeah, it's a very interesting movie. It's pretty it's pretty good. I, I really enjoyed The Innocence. Again, three wishes for Cinderella Blu-ray giveaway. We're giving away two Blu-rays this week. Check check out the information on how to actually take part in this giveaway. By the way, I didn't mention this to Eric or Bruce, but we're going to be doing a lot more giveaways for a podcast. Okay, so just to get more, I don't know, eyes and ears and a bigger community, I think giving away some free stuff is kind of cool. Eric, what do you think? Giveaways, Bruce, giving freebies? You think that'll draw some more cinephiles into our web of lies and deceit? What do you guys think? Oh, if it does, great. If it doesn't, I mean, giving away stuff's always fun, right? No, 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 no. Okay, Eric. Oh, I did that wrong. <laughs> giving away stuff is not fun. If unless we get, we need you, okay. for the for the kindness of your heart, Eric. What is that? I, I, I defer Bruce, all my opinions mean? to Greg. Like they say, <laughs> yes. a gift is always about what you get out of it. So that's that's the way that the gifts work. Okay. Bruce, you know, you really frustrate me because I love the truth that you tell. Very, You are the soothsayer, the truth teller, the man. Now, there is a lot of truth to the fact that I did not see VHS 99. I have no idea what VHS 99 is. It's our first movie. As per usual, I decided to betray the trust of Eric and Bruce by saying, oh, I'm going to watch VHS 99. I did not. They did. They both love the streaming service Shutter. I believe it's on this week on Shutter. Who wants to take the lead as far as take telling me what VHS ninety nine is about? Um. Well, I got I uh, got all the things right up in front of me, so I will start with that. Uh, VHS. Well, the VHS series is an anthology series. They've had a couple of them. Uh, we did one last year. What was it? What, what year was it? Like VHS eighty four or something like that. Okay. I I don't have that up. But VHS 99, we have uh, six directors. We got Flying Lotus, does segment Ozzy's Dungeon, Maggie Levine, does a segment Shredding, Tyler McIntyre, does segment The Gawkers, Johannes Roberts, does the segment Suicide Bid, Joseph Winters, and Vanessa Winter both do the segment To Hell and Back. And of course, Joseph Winter and Vanessa Winter, we just covered uh, Deadstream. Deadstream. 
Yeah, brain's gone. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a pretty decent anthology. The last one I saw was pretty good. I didn't watch any of the the rest of them. Maybe I should, especially between this and the bite size Halloween. I'm kind of digging the digging the shorts. And this is another good one. Some good ones, some bad ones. I think between this one and the last one we covered, I think I like the last one a little more. But I did like the uh, to hell and back a lot. So that's okay. the one where they go Bruce. to hell and then back. To hell. Really and good. they come back. <laughs> Bruce, your thoughts on VHS 99. Eric was saying last year's installment was better. Do you agree on that assessment? Uh, I think last year's might be just a smidge better. I think that this one has a couple that didn't quite work for me. And I think last year's, all of them at least were pretty good. But this one has a couple really great ones really great segments in it i believe i agree on to helen back i think we really need to start watching out for was it joseph winters and uh what's ben, the, his vanessa winter yeah vanessa i think we gotta watch out for them i really like they are really putting out an interesting blend of horror and comedy and practical effects and they seem to be doing a lot with small budgets this movie or this segment for, alone uh, i'll just give the basic concept it's really fun but we won't go into the details but the idea is that these two guys are there filming a like a witch's invocation of a like trying to draw out a demon or something right mistakenly they get sucked into the demon dimension and i'll leave it at that but it's pretty cool and considering it's on a low budget they do a really good job with it and there's another ep- the one with the flying lotus one ozzy's dungeon i quite enjoyed that one too because it plays off of the uh although remember those video those kids game shows and i forget which one is making fun of the most but where you'd go through all these obstacles like there was like a oh double dare yeah like double dare and it's kind of takes place in kind of a double dare kind of an idea but it gets darker than that and then it gets really odd <laughs> and it gets even more odd and i think that's a really fun one as well those are probably my two favorite of the bunch i'm not sure if eric dug that one as well but i liked it I, quite a bit i did what what was the one let me look there's one where they the, the, one the where sorority the, that one was good I, I was talking about the one with the band yeah i didn't I, like that one very much that i, I kind of i kind of dug it but it yeah it was it was pretty cheesy but really all of these are pretty yeah cheesy. they're all pretty cheesy this is <laughs> but, this is once but, again this is like a party movie right this is yeah. a total party movie but i i do want to right, talk so, about uh with to Helen back and deadstream Dude, what's her name melanie stone she's certainly becoming the front runner for the virginia newcomb award I loved her in Deadstream, and I loved her in To Hell and Back. I want to see everything she's in. She's not not Ash, because Ash is the hero, but she's kind of like their Ash, like their recurring actor. Or, but this actor is... She's always playing like the antagonist, apparently. So, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, she her her character in this was Mabel, kind of like yeah, kind of like Puck or a demon or whatever. It's Melanie Stone, if I didn't say that correctly the first time. Melanie Stone. Yeah, and the movie that you mentioned last week, the last year from last year's VHS 94. So last year it was VHS oh, okay. 94. This one is VHS 99. Are any of these installments from VHS 99 as good as Storm Drain, a.k.a. Ratma? <laughs> is there any, anything compared to that? I mean, I think To Hell and Back is yeah. pretty close to that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think To Hell and Back is, is equally uh, equal on the fun meter and equal on the memorable monster moments, I think. I think it has some great monster moments in it. So And, and also, the like, they shot... It, I don't know where they shot it at. It looks like maybe the Badlands, South Dakota. It's weird how they just shot it in a mountain area, but you drop a couple bones here and some blood there. And all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we're in hell. (laughs) This is what hell looks like. Apparently if you go to the Badlands and you drop a little blood here and some bones there, looks uh, looks a lot like hell. So good job on that. Okay. So this is worth watching because there's, wait, so are you guys saying there's one excellent one, which is to hell and back or or there are two that's really worth watching? I, I think they're all kind of good in their own way. It's like it's like most uh, most anthologies. You got the good, you know. You got the ones you like. You got the ones you don't like so much. They're all pretty decent, I think. Okay. I, I just think the the previous one was a lot stronger than this, like overall. Okay, cool, Bruce. What's your rating on VHS ninety nine? I think overall, I'd give this. Um, I'll probably give it three and a half. I think it's a solid watch. Solid watch. What about you, Eric Holmes? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with uh, Bruce on this, and th- three and a half. And uh, again, if you're playing at a party, it might bump up from three and a half to a three star banger. But right now, we'll go three and a half. Three and a half for VHS ninety nine streaming on Shutter. I believe starting October twentieth. So should be interesting. It should be interesting to check out to see if it's any any good. I really like VHS ninety nine. Of VHS 94 a lot. So hopefully this one will actually whet my appetite to see more of VHS 99. Now let's get to Dangerous Game, The Legacy, I believe. Dangerous Game, The Legacy Murders, quote, 
a gaming danger and front street pictures production and it has jonathan reese myers john voigt host of other people they john voigt is the patriarch of this really rich family he gathers them to his mansion out in the middle i guess not a no it's kind of like nowhere but it's in a beautiful nowhere he has very super rich kids and all that stuff he's sort of like um the movie starts with people coming into the house and they're probably talking a little bit of crap about the patriarch a little bit. So, you know, maybe he's not on good terms with a lot of the family members. So essentially what happens is they show up. He wants them to play a game. Again, it's called Dangerous Game, The Legacy Murders. And this board game is not some kind of tabletop experience because one by one, these family members might see themselves at the end. They might not live to see the next day for Dangerous Game, The Legacy Murders. It's directed by Sean McNamara, again, starring John Voigt, Jonathan Rees-Myers, also stars Skylar Shea, Dylan Playfair, Kai Coleman, host of others. I really enjoyed this family reunion slash murder, thriller, comedy kind of thing. It's 96 minutes rated R. Let's start with you, Bruce, your thoughts on Dangerous Game, The Legacy Murders. Well, I I think I'd mentioned to you about another movie you were suggesting to us, and I said that it's a love boat movie. This is kind of a love boat movie, too. And what I mean by love boat movies, these are those movies that have names that you know that maybe aren't in their heyday anymore, and they'll kind of use them to kind of sell the movie. But the movie itself isn't extremely original, but it's not extremely terrible. It's kind of in the middle. I think the biggest surprise of this movie was I thought it was going to be much more of a clue or like Knives Out kind of movie, because that's kind of how it looks from the poster. All of these family members gathered at a big mansion playing a game, and there's like an old patriarch and all this stuff. Okay, we're going to have someone get killed, and then who did it? You know, that whodunit movie. It's not. This is very much a Saw-type movie. <laughs> I it's mean, violent, to the, well, it's very, very Saw-like because it's even got a point of where uh, uh, it's like Saw meets Jumanji or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Put that on the poster. <laughs> Saw meets Jumanji. Even to the point you have a voice, you know, that voice like telling them things and like, you know, play the game or pay the price, that kind of stuff. And it's all like weird, like, you know, mechanically altered voice. But that being said, uh, it was fine. <laughs> it wasn't great. Oh, it wasn't God, terrible. It was yeah the ending well, was awesome i was i was it was quite quite marred for me by all of the unnecessary digital stuff that they did in this you know digital fire and digital blood and digital like there's no reason in a movie this because this looks like they spent enough money on this movie there's no reason this movie not to have some good like practical gore effects and you know there's a scene like where somebody gets blown up i won't say exactly how it occurs and who it occurs to and they fly comically across the room and it mm, no no this movie is not not good you didn't like the digital artifice behind dangerous game the legacy murder is not good for bruce Berkey. yes i will say john boyd i'll give him credit he's he's still eating up the scenery i don't know how old he is now he's got to be at least 80 probably and he's still bringing it he brought it the most in this whole movie for sure yeah, Will Sasso is also in it. Eric Holmes. He's in it. <laughs> he's, he's in it. Will Sasso Will Sasso's definitely in Look, I, I ended up loving this movie more than you. But in all fairness, Bruce, I see where you're coming from. So, Eric, do you agree with Bruce regarding, eh, not, not so good, this movie? I want to start off by letting everyone know who knows who H.H. H. Holmes is. He's not related to me. His uh, name's actually Herman <laughs> Mudgett, so... You know, we can let that go, but that's that's all I wanted to say about that. This was uh, that's very funny, Eric. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I, I will agree. John Voight was great in this. I, he's he's he turned it up to eleven, uh, but it just totally works with kind of what this is. I like Will Sasso and everything. Okay, first of all, the dialogue in this is terrible. Um, some of the worst, like just I, I wish I would have kept notes on like some of the lines they say. And I was like. Just rolling my eyes. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> uh, and then the uh, the murder mystery was kind of. First of all, I didn't I didn't figure it out. There was one part that I was like, oh, that's that's the person, but that's too obvious. Maybe that's saying too much. Yeah, I'll just stop there. I didn't figure it out, but I guess they played kind of fair. You know, nothing came out of complete left field. I guess. Well, no, that's that's not true. There's a there's a bit with the game pieces at the end. This like, oh god. No, <laughs> you're cheating. <laughs> but that that's at the very end. That, that doesn't matter. This, this is like a bad movie, like a really bad movie, but I kind of liked watching it as I was going. So like, how bad could it be? Probably won't watch it again. But if someone else put it on, like, man, fuck it. I, I, I guess we're watching, uh, I guess we're watching Deadly Game, the legacy murders again. Dangerous Game. 
put some respect on the yeah. name. Put some respect on this classic <laughs> film, Eric Holmes. What are you doing? H.H. Yeah. Holmes? H.H. Um, so, Holmes, what are you doing? So anyway. the director, uh, Sean McNamara, I looked up his IMDb, and he's he's got that kind of Takashi Miike thing where yep. he does like four or five movies, directs four or five movies a year. So he's yeah. like, he's just churning them out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess when you do that for a while, you just kind of, you can just kind of go quick with this. But at the same time, if you're doing a murder mystery, I think you want, I, I think you want these to cook a little longer. And so as it was, this was really fun to watch. Um, I enjoyed it even, it, even as bad as the dialogue was and is now kind of silly. A lot of it was, I think if they would have let this cook a little more and uh, put a little more care into it, it could have been awesome as it is. You'll watch it. I think most people will watch it. This will be their worst movie of the year. I think other people will watch and go, yeah, this was fun. Hell with it. You know, Friday night and we got drunk and watched a murder mystery. And we had fun with it. I've interviewed Sean McNamara before. There might be a little bit of a bias here. You said Takashi Miike. That's so interesting you said that, Eric, because Bruce asked me about Sean McNamara and why I'm a, I a fan of his films. I couldn't give a real answer. And I was saying, yeah, there's like a TV movie aspect to him where he just churns out a lot of content and I end up eating all that stuff up. I like his stuff. Okay. But I guess that Takashi Miike thing is also apt because I mean, I think he's an, a, a bit of an upscale over TV movie director. I mean, I, I was trying to relate Bruce when we, we used to watch all those ABC, what maybe movie of the weeks, or at least I did. I, I enjoyed it. So I, I know where this guy is coming from. He's a craftsman and he does really different movies. I ended up liking, I ended up really loving Dangerous Game. Maybe I don't even know how to put a sentence together, together like <laughs> the chicken crossed the road. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just. I don't know if I created that sentence correctly, but I, I thought the dialogue was fine. I thought the acting was great. I love I love the murder mystery. The game pieces were great. I, I'm a big fan of the Holmes family now. So I'm kidding. But I, I'm just I'm Mudget. 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 Right. Mudget My bad. You're right. Mudget. Very good. So anyways, for 96 minutes, this was a top tier entertainment for me. I'm going to make Bruce and Eric vomit because I'm giving – what am I? What am I giving this? Bruce Perky, Dangerous Games, the Dangerous Game, the Legacy Murders. What's what is my rating on this movie? Five star banger. I'm giving this. <laughs> I'm, giving this <laughs> I'm giving this a movie four stars, solid four star rating for Dangerous Game, the Legacy Murders. Caveat: I did interview Sean McNamara, Sean McNamara, and John Voight recently from last week, but I interviewed them because I was a fan of this movie and was excited to do this interview. So. I apologize that I actually foisted this movie to Bruce and Eric because they had to watch 96 minutes of a movie that I really enjoyed, but maybe they did not enjoy whatsoever. Actually, Eric actually liked part of it. Let's get to Bruce's rating first. Uh, Well, if they would have put it in the lower rooms of this house a little bit longer, according to Eric, it would be a much better movie. And the very last shot of John Voight, he should have winked. He should have winked. Amazing. (laughs) Uh, but it didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> so when you love to see that, uh, I'll give this two stars. Two stars. What about you, Eric Holmes? Dangerous game, the legacy murders. What's your rating? On on paper, after watching it, this is like a really, really bad movie. This should be a one-star movie. But I'd be lying if I didn't say I had a lot of fun with it and enjoyed, enjoyed my time watching it. So, I mean, I have to at least go three stars. Um, Thank you. Three stars. I, 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 I kind of want to do one star banger, but I think that's a little unfair because I did enjoy watching this. It's just not good. <laughs> okay, I just know that I don't. I don't even know what where where to and, even and to be go fair, with that review. I, that's amazing. I wasn't laughing at the movie. I'm not. I, I wasn't watching this ironically. I, I was actually, you know, I was actually kind of following the story and interested in how how it plays out. But yeah, that's. It's, it, it, Check it out. Check it out. Um, I think a lot of people are going to watch and go, what the fuck is this? But, you know, it, it, it's weird. This On is... paper, this should have been the worst movie of the year, but I still liked watching it. So what does that say? Fair. Three stars. So Three it's star. like you're on a really long road trip and you go to like the mini mart and you grab the hot dogs that have been on the roller for a long time. And even though they really are crappy, you'll eat them because you're really hungry, you know? So Bruce, it tastes that, great at the time. That is enough from you. That is enough from you, Bruce. <laughs> Eric, we should have just cut just right cut when Eric out. said, you just Eric, cut me out. Eric just said three stars. I should have cut it right out. <laughs> I, I, I would say I would say the the hot dog's been on a roller for too long, and, and you're hungry. You'll eat it anyway. You bite into it. Oh wait, it. this is a cheese dog, and the cheese is really melted well inside this. So I like this a lot more than I thought I would. 
Oh my gosh, you're giving me nightmares. I remember those cheese inside those dogs. Do you remember that, Bruce? When we grew up, we, we used to eat hot dogs with things inside them. Remember? Remember that? And that's not even a euphemism. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh man, those, when we grew, the stuff we used to eat when we, when we grew up, unbelievably. I remember getting candy cigarettes when I was a kid. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Eric, do you remember candy cigarettes? I do. I still oh eat them. <laughs> you still eat them. Oh, wait, no, I still smoke them. I, yeah, yeah no you more. still smoke them. Very good. Okay, so that is Dangerous Game, The Legacy Murders. Bruce gives it two stars. Eric, I, he said he should have given it one star, but his, his better angels prevailed with a three-star rating. And I, me, I gave it four stars. I highly recommend Dangerous Game, The Legacy Murders. Tell us what you think. And if I'm wrong, make sure to email me at hamslime at gmail.com or bruceperky at gmail.com <laughs> as well. So that is, that is it for Dangerous Game, The Legacy Murders. Oh, wait, let me just, did I, did I say it's, oh, actually, it's going to be available on Friday. Let me see Friday, Friday in select theaters and available on digital October 21st. That is it. Hey there, classmates. Tune in to Middle Class Film Class every Monday and Wednesday for weekly movie news, streaming picks, and one deep dive review. The Batman trailer. There was a teaser. There was a trailer. Trailer one, trailer two. Final trailer? I don't know if it's the same one. How many trailers do we need exactly? Leave an email or a voicemail to join in the discussion. Bullshit artist! Uh, <laughs> yeah, buddy! All That's right. awesome. You're going full Danzig. Right, I am. My, my trans you have no power over me. <laughs> <laughs> We have one more to go as far as our features, and that is a movie called Brother's Keeper. Brother's Keeper is interesting because it was suggested by by Bruce, and he wanted to. See, he was trying to say, "Hey, Greg, let's let's do a quality movie this week." And I, I said, and he said it's set in Turkey and someplace. So, and I go, "What? What is this? I don't want to, uh, another movie with subtitles, Bruce. What are you doing?" And then he said, "Hey, Greg, it's it's in this place called Eastern Anatolia, set in the mountains, and it's about this young kid named Yusuf, and his, he has a best friend named Memo, and Memo." Wakes up from a, a supposedly a long sleep, maybe, and he's sick. Memo's sick, and it's a, the whole movie is about Yusuf trying to get his best friend Memo some attention, some help from the local nurse. There's not a there is not a nurse. There's just an elderly. There's a, just a fellow student who is sort of the nurse, and the nurse being, you know, he puts him in a bed and he gives him. Uh, ibuprofen or Tylenol. There really is no nurse in this school for boys. It's a boarding school in the mountains of Eastern Anatolia. So Anatolia and Bruce actually pitched me this. And I said, I just, I don't know. Does not, does not look like a movie. Let's, 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 you know, instead let's just watch Black Adam all week. Let's go (laughs) do a field trip and watch the Dwayne Johnson, beautiful Dwayne Johnson movie, Black Adam. But I was outvoted. And then I had to see this movie about these two friends one of them is very in very sick and and uh it has subtitles and if is it gonna be any good and then i saw that it's 85 minutes and then unfortunately <laughs> i have a lot of integrity any movie under 90 minutes eric do you know what i give it and anything under 90 minutes five stars yeah five stars so this automatically <laughs> is five stars because it's under 90 minutes but it's also one of honestly one of the best films i've seen this year it's a fix, official selection from the berlin international film festival Panorama 2021, the prize winner, and it was at the Chicago International Film Festival. This was released, I believe, I'm assuming in Turkey back in back last year, or maybe in international markets. It's hitting Los Angeles, specifically Glendale, on October 21st, and it's going to have more of a U.S. rollout. I love this movie so much, and I, I want to start off with some reactions and thoughts from Eric Holmes. Uh, yeah, the uh, Brothers Keeper is really good. It uh, starts you know, starts off with a kid getting sick because uh, they're in the boarding school and the the teachers or runners or whoever runs a boarding school, they're uh, not very good at their job and they're kind of uh, assholes. This movie, and so the kid gets sick and nearly dying throughout the entire movie. And then the other kid is kind of his brother's keeper. And just kind of trying to find them help. This movie is like a microcosm of just like just the world in general. Uh, the people in charge cause the problems. And as soon as shit hits the fan, they want to pass the blame on to something else. Oh, it wasn't me. I, I'm not I'm not the one. I, I was just following orders. I'm like, oh, no, you could have made the decision. You decided not to. <laughs> um, oh, no, don't don't blame me They're Yeah, sure. I, I, I didn't give them a cold shower. I didn't. They could have not done it. <laughs> 
It's like there, there's, there's so much in this movie that kind of mirrors just not society, kind of society in general, but more like governments and people in power. It, it really holds a mirror up to them. So this is subtitled. There's one very strange subtitle at the end that said, was it vaccine save lives or something like that? I think that was, they were just reading the poster. That was a poster. I, yeah. I, I did, but that was one part I had to re- rewind because like it had nothing to do with the themes of what they were going for in this movie. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden that popped up. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think it was a poster in the background. Other than that little bit of confusion, this was uh, pretty good. It was really um, kind of aggravating to watch just to see people who are clearly at fault, just kind of, well, no, no, it, it was you, it was you, you know, pointing the finger at other people as much as they can. But yeah, this is good stuff. Um, it's going to be a tough watch for some, but it's good. This movie is directed by Farid Karahan, and it's written by, I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's written by Farid Karahan and also Gilstan Asset. Bruce, your thoughts on the film? Yeah, I'm uh, similarly, I really like this movie as well. I think, like you said, it's going to be a hard watch for some people because it's not a movie where a lot, quote, happens. You know, you're pretty much a day in the life with mostly with Yusef and this school and how he's trying to get help for this kid and, and other kid. Uh, what was it? Memo memo. Yeah. Memo. memo. How he's trying to get help for him. One thing I want to kind of um, really highlight too, is the setting. Cause it's all about the setting too. You know, you've got this isolated boarding school up in this. It's, it's snowing constantly in this movie. It's, I mean, it's snowing hard. It's building up. It's not fake snow. And the movie takes place in what, like, would you say, um, except for the very beginning, which is the previous night, most of it's from the morning to like, I would say maybe afternoon of one day. So it's all pretty much during one day. You're kind of just constantly following Yusef as he's just going from place to place, just trying to get help. And and it's all about like, you know, like Eric said, like about bureaucracy and power. People in power want to have their power and they don't want to listen to a kid. You know, they don't want to pay attention to what they're really supposed to be doing, which is taking care of these kids. They just want to kind of maintain their little role in their little world. And, and that's all they really care about. I kept thinking of the wall. I know it's weird, but I kept thinking mm. of like, this really feels like an embodiment of what the wall is about. It's not that story, obviously, but all those things that are in the wall are in this movie in their own little way. And it's just done so well. Oh, and there's also weird comedy in this movie. For example, <laughs> It's comedy amidst tragedy, right? So first of all, they take him, they say, take him to the the infirmary or what they call it, the nurse's office or something, right? So they literally, you know, walk out to this isolated, it's almost like a shack or an outbuilding, right? It's this little room. There's no air. There's no heating in the whole school. The heating's actually down. They go there. They can't get into the little room because it's, it's iced over the lock. They have to use hot water to melt the lock. They finally get in. And that hot water immediately freezes to the floor. And every time someone comes into that room for the first time, they almost fall on their ass because of the ice on the floor. And that is like the kind of like symbolic through line of this movie. Like everyone isn't capable. Everyone isn't seeing the reality for what it is. And it's, it's really good. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Real quick. I picked up on that too. There was one person that doesn't slip on it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll leave, I'll leave it there. But that, yep. that was a, that was a really subtle, subtle kind of little thing to throw in there. I think. Well, you were mentioning yep. uh, subtle little things and this movie is filled with them. And Bruce, as you were saying, not much really happened in this movie, but it's, that's the, the, the magic of the film because you, you say, well, not really much happens, but then you break it down and all of those little scenes add up, whether it's a microaggression here or where it's a half to seat there or it's closing a window. And the, look, the way it's shot, it's beautifully shot. It's handheld. Handheld can get very irritating to me after a while, but it, it really pulls you in. Sometimes handheld filmmaking doesn't work. And there are parts of this movie when it starts off in that, with that handheld aesthetic. And then it, and it goes throughout in uh, various spots. It really worked worked for me, drew me in, and the final moments are very yeah. They, it pretty much sticks to landing. I this is pretty much. I highly recommend this movie. I had no idea about this whole location in the world. So value added there. But as far as just an 84, 85 minute, in, in many ways, it's like in a book, it's like a page turner. You're wondering what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next over a, over a seemingly simple story. So just high marks for me. I'm giving this, you know, I'm, I'm being uh, pretty serious. 
Brothers Keeper, this is a five-star banger for me. I, I'm i all about this movie. Eric Holmes, your rating on this? I will probably go four and a half on this. I would say it might go up on a rewatch, but I don't think I will rewatch this. Unlike, a, unlike Dangerous Game, where Dangerous Game is a bad movie, but it was fun enough I could watch it again. This one gets pretty heavy. I don't know that I'm going to watch, but it's really good. So yeah, I'll go with the four and a half on this. I'm so glad we, we actually discovered this movie. Bruce, your rating on this wonderful film. I, I think I'm right with Eric. I'm four and a half stars. And I think it could go up as well. And I just want to mention really quick, the final shot. There's a final shot of Yusef. And I will just say something has changed about his appearance. And that what that actually means about the outcome of all of the stuff that's happened is just uh, talk about the, the, you know, the chef's kiss. That's a chef's kiss moment. Oh, man. Yeah. This is one of those movies. I, I will politely disagree with Eric because I'm a, I'm a mean sociopathic <laughs> human being. I can watch Brothers Keeper over and over and over again because in many ways, it's so funny. Our buddy Anderson Cowan was talking. You're going to listen to our sister or brother episode, Cinematics. And I don't know. Eric and Bruce, do you know what he, what he thought about Speak No Evil? Of course you did. You listened to the film vault, right? Yeah. What he really, so Anderson really loved the social comedy and awkwardness about it. But then when it got to the really, ooh, tough part of the third act, he sort of, in a way, checked out. I checked in. I checked in at the third part. And, I, and, I, and I, I made a joke about, oh, after I told Anderson, I go, after watching Speak No Evil, the, by the way, listeners, you see Speak No Evil, it's currently streaming on Shudder. Amazing. Wait, Shudder? Is that correct, guys? Am I correct on that? Speak yeah. No Evil? Yeah. I, I told, I, I joked to Anderson after watching uh, Speak No Evil, I, I went on BuzzFeed and I, I, I wanted to look at top, top 10 rock queries, uh, <laughs> queries to visit. And he was blank face on that one. But go, to your point, Eric Holmes, Brothers Keeper, I think a lot of people will be on board at how excellent it is. But in all fairness, it is, it, it is very tough to watch upon a rewatch. But if you're like me and you like watching some really tough stuff to take, if I, I don't know, it's 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 a movie that I'm going to watch over and over again. Great filmmaking. But yes, Eric Holmes. I, I yeah. can see I can see Greg watching speak no, we're going to go, "Man, bleep this movie. This movie is bleeping terrible." Oh, children are in parable? Bleeping it. This is awesome. <laughs> I love I love that stuff because I'm evil. No, but it, whether I'm I'm kind of half kidding, maybe not. But this movie is fantastic. Is there a barrier to entry for Brothers Keeper, Bruce Perky? What do you think? I, I think he, uh, Eric raises a good point regarding it's tough to watch sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it. I think it's really it's just that it's this such a small, quiet film that's such a such a uh, distilled view of a specific situation that if that's just not your cup of tea, it's not going to be your cup of tea, you know? But yeah, if you feel like a little more challenging slices of life with some real social interesting stuff going on there, go in. That is Brothers Keeper. That are That is our main featured reviews. Again, Brothers Keeper is interesting. This is a movie that please hold on for posterity. It hits Glendale, the LA County on Friday, October 21st. But in the ensuing weeks, hopefully it will roll out. Please find this movie. This Turkish film is bleeping brilliant. Four and a half stars for Bruce Perkins and Eric Combs and five stars for me. Before we get to our box movie for to wrap up the episode, we have a couple of recommendations. And let's start off with Eric Combs. You've, you know what? You're, you're trying to take my job, Eric Combs. You're interviewing people left and right. What do you have for us? I, I, Eric, are you you're okay? So what do you have for us this week for the what's the movie called? And I think can you see me, Bruce? I can see you. Okay, let's see. I think <laughs> why Eric is did, everybody freezing? <laughs> everyone's freezing right now. Er, oh everyone no, freeze. I know what's wrong. I know what's wrong. He's in a Turkish boarding school right now. Oh no, no, no. Oh, no. He's, he's wait, in a wait, wait, boarding. wait. Oh, we need hopefully. some medicine for him. What's up, listeners? Force Five is a show about movie-related top five lists, hosted by me, blacklist screenwriter and ex-video store cinephile Jason Kleberg. I have a new guest on each week, and the guest gets to pick the topic. Past guests have included film directors, screenwriters, actors, critics, comedians, rappers, artists, and other podcasters. Love or hate our picks, you're guaranteed to walk away thinking, what would be on my list? Search Force 5 wherever you get your pods or head to force5podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Let's start off with you, Bruce. For Halloween Ends, look, oh, God. my question to you is everyone seems to really dislike this movie, but yes. you are taking a left turn. Did you like this movie? And why are you in the minority in this? I like this movie just because of how 
bonkers and how much it almost actively is trying to piss people off. So put it this way. If you said, I'm making a trilogy about Michael Myers versus Laurie, and it's going to gonna gonna go through, kind of recreate the original in a way and reboot it. And then by the end, we're going to have the kind of final finale with them. Cool. That's going to be great. Okay. We're going to even promote it that way for the final movie. Halloween ends. Great. Great. We're going to do that. And then what we're going to do is we're going to barely have Michael Myers and barely, barely have Laurie in the finale. And we're going to have a whole new character come in and it's going to be the whole story. <laughs> and that's what they do. <laughs> and you, you, you liked it. You liked it because I did of like that? It. I, th- I like it because I think it's intentional. I think it's, it's a weird meta content commentary. I know that Eric actually kind of likes his movie too, for some, his own reasons as well. Uh, also, I think it's, it's a very sly version of doing the original trilogy of Halloween movies. Because if you remember the first Halloween movie was, you know, Halloween, as we all know, the first one of this trilogy is basically a kind of a version of that in a way. And then the second Halloween movie original was much more of a slasher movie in mostly in a hospital. And the second version of this one, Halloween kills was a lot of it in a hospital and it was way more slasher oriented with some mob justice stuff going in. And the third Halloween movie original had no Michael Myers was all about like, you know, like the masks and this weird factory and like Stonehenge because John Carpenter's original concept was he was going to make them an anthology series of movies. Everyone would take place in Halloween, have some slight relationship to the world, but wouldn't even necessarily be the same story at all. And I, I su- suspect very strongly that Halloween ends was not going to have any Michael Myers actually in it. Maybe just like the, like an idea of him. And I think they probably ended up putting him in there some because they were like, we can't go that far. Like we can't pull that off, but they pretty much still did that. They even started with the font from the original Halloween three. So there's a lot of nods in this. It's also a little bit of Christine in this movie. It's just a bonkers movie on paper. It is absolute trash. It makes absolutely no sense. It is a ridiculous movie. It is the, probably the most note-for-note note terrible version of the finale for this trilogy as you could make. And I had a lot of fun watching it. <laughs> so put it that way. What would be your rating for Halloween Ends? I'm three-star banger on this. I was actually one-star banger, but after a couple of days, I ended up being three-star banger. And I think what I've been listening to tons of reviews of this, and I would say probably like, 70, 75% of people pretty much think it's terrible or hate it. And there's another 25, 20, 15% that weirdly like it a lot. And I think this is going to be a very weird cult standalone, you know, 10 years down the line. This is going to be its own thing. And there's going to be people that just love this this movie. Was the same reaction afforded to, was it Halloween 3? That's not Season of the Witch, right? That's, is that it season is Season of the, of the Witch, yeah. So was that the same kind of reaction, Bruce, maybe, if you yeah. recall? Cause, oh, yeah. People hated that movie because they're like, what the heck is this? Why are you calling this a Halloween movie? There's no Michael Myers. There's no Laurie. There's nobody we know in this. And it's about masks and like, what is this movie? People hated it. But it got a very strong cult following. And now it's kind of sort of beloved as a at least a camp 80s you know, oddity, I think. And I think this movie will be somewhat the same. Did you end up preferring liking Season of the Witch as the years progressed for you? Or did yeah. you immediately like it on the theaters? Yeah, my, my favorite Halloween movies are the first one and Season of the Witch. And I don't really love pretty much any of the other Halloween movies. And I might add Halloween ends to it. And I know there's people spinning over in their Halloween graves right now, but I really kind of love it. And it's got a great soundtrack. It's got the Dead Kennedys on there. It's got the Cramps. It's got, it's just, it's just such a weird movie. And the, it's one of those movies kind of like, I thought it was a little bit like uh, Malignant, right? How Malignant is this like large studio movie that shouldn't exist because it really is odd for a large studio movie. It doesn't really do what it's supposed to do. Similarly, this movie really, I'm surprised they even got it released. I'm surprised. Well, it kind of is going direct to video, sort of, right? Because it's on Peacock. Yeah, with Peacock. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of money behind this movie. There, It's got to be some really angry executives out there somewhere. So I don't know. We'll get Eric's chime in. Is he coming in? I, I hope I hope Eric's coming in, in in a second, but I guess not. But hey, look, maybe, like he, maybe he left because he knew what kind of reaction you're going to garner from Halloween no, ends. No, he likes it. I think he likes it more than me. Wow. I think he thinks I think he thinks this is the important an important trilogy with like a real message, which I kind of see what he's getting at. And I think he thinks this movie actually elevates Halloween kills. <laughs> I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm pretty sure that's kind of where he's at. So 
Uh, that is so interesting. Well, you know, it's actually pretty good timing, Bruce, because Eric Holmes cannot, con- he won't be able to contribute to Bull because he hasn't seen the movies. He's seen a different Bull. Let's get to your box. Before we get to the box, let me just quickly say this. <laughs> Stop Peter saying Beta, me to we- get to my box. How dare you? Oh, yeah. Peter Beta, we love you. We love you and your crew. We love Tyler. We love, who else? Joseph. We love Brianna. We love, what, is that a turtle or a tortoise? Yeah, it's a tortoise, right? We love your tortoise. Two. And we love, oh, yes, two tortoises? My yeah. goodness. We love, your, we love your two tortoises, and we love the way you skin beat, and the way you what, Bruce? What does he do? Drop the beat. Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? You lie! No! What's in the fucking box? We are back with Bull. I am so so surprised that Eric Holmes is still not here, but maybe it's apropos because we're going to cover Bull, a movie that I believe was released. Was it 19, 2019? It's headlined by Rob Morgan. Yeah, 2020. It's 108 minutes streaming on Prime Video, and it centers on, in many ways, it's it's a two-hander, but there's other people involved, but it really focuses on two people. There's a young, troubled teen. She has a mother in, in jail right now, and she's really wonderful. Her name is Amber Havard? Havard? She's an actress. And I think this is her only film that she's been in, and she's fantastic in it. She plays the trouble teen. Again, like I said, mother in prison. She's being taken care of by her grandma, and she also has to take care of her younger sister. What happens is she ends up being in sort of like a mini conflict with her neighbor, played by Rob Morgan, and it's really her fault over... You know, her dog actually goes into his chicken coop and killed one of her chickens. And that's where the premise, the movie starts. And you see as this guy who's her neighbor played by Rog Morgan, he is an ex-bull rider. He's trying to scrape by his life by still working on the Texas rodeo circuit. So it's a slice of life story, 108 minutes, released in 2020. I was really impressed by both these performances. It's a shame for me that Amber Havard, or however you pronounce her name, still has not been in a movie since then. She's a really natural actress. And this movie really opened my eyes up to the talents of Rob Morgan, who I believe if this movie received any kind of push, at least I don't know if he would have been nominated for an Oscar, but he wasn't even in any kind of conversations for awards or whatever. I, I just thought he was fantastic. Bruce, am I overselling Bull? What did you think of the movie? I don't think so. I think you're selling it just about right. She is really, really good in this. Amber Hebbard, I guess we said. Yeah. She's really, really good in this. And Natural is a great description for this because I think as I was watching it, I was thinking that a lot of the performances and the overall feel of this is is kind of ultra naturalistic, you know? This is almost got that kind of vibe and it's not in the disturbing, like grimy aspects, but it has that kind of vibe of kids and those kind of movies where you really feel like half of these people might not be actors, you know, like you're just dropping into this kind of world. And uh, you kind of said her dog goes next door because so they live basically their neighbors, but it's very rural, very, it looks like it's very poor. Like there's not a lot of money here. There's a lot of people living in, you know, trailers and various things like that. But it it's never... So this never has the camp kind of version of that like you get with, like we just saw Urban Cowboy, right? Urban Cowboy would be like the camp kind of elevate, you know, kind of heightened version of this. This is very ultra realistic. The other thing is she's got, I would say, one and a half feet in her path going down the same road that her mom is in. Like she is starting to go down a troubled path. She is 14. She is hanging with the wrong people. She is doing the wrong things. And she doesn't seem to have any kind of joy or purpose or direction in her life. And that's, you know, where she meets up with him. She basically is forced to do stuff for uh, Abe, played by uh, Rob Morgan. She's forced to do stuff with him because she has to kind of, you know, pay back the damage she's caused to his his home. When I saw that, I was like, okay, this sounds pretty good. But I thought this is going to be one of those, you know, like bad person gets befriended by an older mentor and that's going to turn them around. You know, that's going to, it's going to, going to give them a new lease on life. And it doesn't go that stereotypical. And that's what I appreciate about this movie. Like their quote friendship or their, I guess, companionship is very tentative and very tenuous, I would say, throughout this movie. Like, he is very suspicious of her and he doesn't take any BS from her. And he doesn't really believe she's going to change. And she has to go long, 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 long way to gain any trust from him. And even when she does, it only takes like one false move for her to take another step back from his trust. And I think that is a real strength of this movie because it seems way real, especially for him as a, you know, an adult who's been through things. 
he's going to be really suspicious of her. He knows her family. He knows her. And he doesn't really believe she's going to be, you know, turn out to be a quote, good person. And the other side of it is he's also not a, he's not a stereotype either, right? He could easily be like the ex rodeo star who now is down on his luck. And he's just a, you know, a, a tragic angelic figure. That's just a heart of gold. He's not really that either. You know, he's kind of damaged too. And he's not, he doesn't really have a good path in his life. And he's, He's kind of just trying to figure out how to keep going. So I think in that way, this is a really honest movie and a really interesting movie and kind of similar to what the movie we just saw. Different as far as, different as far as actual story beats and, and, and like themes, but like Brothers Keeper, if you like those kind of movies, you probably like this kind of movie too. Cause it's a very slice of life, very personal, very close, very character driven. And if you like that kind of thing, I think you'd really enjoy this movie. If there's any knock to it, and I want to get your, take too. If there's any knock to it, I would say that it maybe doesn't quite finish off as satisfying as you might have wanted. But that I think is kind of the point too. I think there's a point to that. I understand why it doesn't do that. But it kind of made you kind of like, oh, I feel like there should have been like one more little chapter at the end or something, you know? That's a pretty small that's a small knock against it. It's a it's a good movie. It's a recommend for sure. How many stars do you give it? I would say probably four stars. What was your feelings about this movie? Well, to me, this is a four and a half out of five for me. I think when I saw it a couple of years back, I gave it four stars. I would give it four mm-hmm. stars. So this is, upon the rewatch, an uptick, four and a half. And yeah, here, and yeah, and for, I'm going to, you know what? Actually, before we wrap, after we wrap, Bruce, I'm going to get you on the mic and I'm going to tell you 30 seconds why I love the ending. And we can put that on our findyourfilms.com site so you guys can check out, listen <laughs> okay. to it. Check out our review on Bull, and then check out, most importantly, check out Bull currently streaming on Prime Video, and then I'm going to tell Bruce why I love the ending of Bull. Four stars from Bruce and four and a half stars from me. You know what? Eric Holmes, is he does not have internet connection, unfortunately, and also he says he wanted to say the computer accent. He wants to also add here the ghost of Eric Holmes is, is uh, IMing me. Is, is IMing still a thing or is it messaging? I don't on, think oh, so. <laughs> oh, no. Eric Holmes has entered the room. Eric Holmes has entered the room. Yeah. So he's sending about the computer accent dates. You know what? We're going to punish him by, by actually not letting him review the other bull, the, uh, the other bull uh, yeah. from 2021. Eric Holmes, you have been punished. You will not be able to review Bull from 2021. How many stars do you give 2021's Bull? Because we just finished our Bull review. Oh, okay. Wow, it came just in time then. Probably three and a half, four stars. That at least the one I saw. My goodness. Okay, one of these days. Do you think Eric should see Bull? Bull versus yes. Bucky. What do you think? The 2019 okay. Bull on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> 2019 Bull starring Rob Morgan, Eric Holmes. Now, look, you've been you've been having a little bit of internet problems. I have more more uh, problems myself other than internet problems. What did you want to say before we check out Eric Holmes about the computer accent? You've been doing a lot of interviews. What what you got for us? Yeah, Rick, my Rick. computer's having a bit of an accent uh, today, so I will make this quick. Uh, it's about a band called the and they decide they want to uh, record or it's a documentary and they decide they want to record an album using ai it's really good documentary it's a music documentary that's kind of uh more about art just in general what's art it's really good and it is playing let's see it's in limited release is it a three-person band yacht are they featuring i think so yeah yeah are they uh, they, what is it electronic music or something electronica or something or I, well, they kind of they kind of do a little bit, a little bit in rock, a little bit. Uh, if you've heard the faint, it's kind of in that wheelhouse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not always, but a lot of times. Jonah Bechtold, Jonah Bechtold, does that ring a bell? Is that it? Yacht solo? Pro- is it a solo project or it's an artist or something? No, no, it, it, it's a it's a three piece. Um, three piece. Yeah. Okay. Before the internet craps out again, I just want to say it's planning limited release October twenty first, the day before my birthday, and. New York at Metrograph with a live performance. So I'm guessing that Yacht's going to be there playing live. So that would probably be the one to go to, I think. And then November 17th in San Francisco at Roxy Theater and the same day in Los Angeles at Lemley Theater. And I'm sure it'll get a wider release. And hopefully my computer's not effing up by then. And I'll talk more about it at that point. But Computer Accent, it's really, really cool documentary. And not quite the music documentary you might think it is. Oh, why don't you get me and Bruce a link, Eric? Are you just being selfish with your sharing I, the, the movies? I, I, I thought I did. <laughs> did. Bruce, did Eric Holmes give you a link for computer accent? Come on, I'll, I'll, we're, we're putting him on trial. <laughs> Eric likes these courtroom dramas. He's he's burning him in the stake. Did, did you get the the the, the, the link? 
I don't remember, but I might have. Uh, well, we already put him on trial. He'll get to hear that because he didn't hear the part. That he wasn't <laughs> you guys are talking shit. And <laughs> it's okay because he loves trials. He loves trials. So you love trials. You're absolutely right about that. Yes. Okay. So this is called the computer accent. And you interviewed the filmmaker. Is that what you did for the, for the yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh, Real Rock Dictor and Sebastian Pardo. And they have a they have their own independent film production company called Memory, um, something which I have very little of, but I appreciate mm, no, no. them for having a lot of it. Did an interview with them and kind of, we're not smoking weed, but we may as well have been because we get into some stuff in there. And so. Okay. So Yacht, is it, soon. look, Strawberry Moon, am I looking at the right, is that the, I think I have it. Your magic is real. How's the, the micro, I don't know. It's just. Huh. Uh, interesting. There's a there's a group called Yacht, and they get two hundred fifty thousand monthly listens. That's not bad for numbers. And I can't wait to actually check out the documentary. So forward forward me and Bruce the the link if you can. And I, I'd like to check out the, the computer accent. And in all fairness to, I was putting Eric Holmes on trial. I was probably I should have actually requested from you, Eric, because you've been you've been busy doing interviews. How was the interview? Did you like doing the? Are you, do you like being an interviewer now, Eric Holmes? Yeah. Uh, usually before it starts, I get all nervous, like, oh, this is going to be the one I fuck it up. And then I yeah. fuck it up anyway, but it ends up turning out all right. Okay. Well, eventually, you know, Bruce Perky used to do interviews, but then I scared him out of it. I, I, I told him what a horrible interviewer he, he was. I bullied him like any of those characters in uh, Brothers Keeper. And then he just, he, you're not going to ever do an, another interview ever again, Bruce. You're too scared, right? Yeah, I know. He always makes me get in the shower and he hoses me down with a <laughs> cold shower. And it's terrible. I get all frozen. Bruce, that's when you're a good boy. Better. Don't worry. That, those, are the, those are the good things. Those are the good things, okay? <laughs> Just wait till you hear about the bad things. Okay. But that's it. No more bad things. There's some really good box things. Bruce, what's next? What's in the bleeping box? What's in the box? As you sh- what is Yo, in Pete, the box? drop that internet. <laughs> drop that internet. <laughs> I'm ex- in all fairness, I'm excited about the computer accent. What wasn't able to be covered is Dark Glasses. Eric and Bruce may, may cover it uh, next week very, very quickly. Oh, by the way, Dark Glasses. What's your rating, Eric Holmes, on Dark Glasses on Shutter? I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, Probably three stars. It's three stars? Uh, it's newer uh, Dario Argeno, but not bad Dario Argeno. Kind, never of, heard uh, kind of a throwback to what he used to do. Okay, Jalo stuff, huh? Bruce, your rating on Dark Glasses. Um, I think... I don't have to remember. I went back and saw it. I think I gave it about two and a half. It it, it was K, but it, mm. boy, it has a pretty bad script. That's <laughs> a pretty bad script. It, we we should we should cover this next week because I, <laughs> I do got some some things that are like, oh no, I'm blind. <laughs> okay, oh, you put on the glasses. Yeah, I feel like she had the sunglasses waiting there just in case she goes. <laughs> oh we're, yeah, we're ready for the choice. What's, What's in the box? In the box? Uh, it's from 1993. I think this might be a long movie, so we might have to take two weeks to watch it. We'll see. Blood in, blood out. Yes. Oh, that is a choice yes. from Eric Holmes. Blood in, blood out. Supposedly that's that a was. great movie. I still, I always got um, my bet, my bet on this. I always got blood in, blood out, and American Meek always confused back in the day when we were growing up. Um, Bruce Berkey, but uh, finally I'll get to see Blood in, Blood Out. Is American mm-hmm. Me also good, Eric Holmes? Just uh, FYI, is that an, a good I, movie as it, well? It's been a while since I've seen American Me, but Blood in, Blood Out. Actually, let me see if that's available because I remember it's not available for that. I think you gotta have to go. To the mountains of uh, of Turkey to see that it's in that boarding school where it, where the <laughs> oh, no. where the keys are slammed shut. We got to put I, hot I, water I, on it. I'm going to slam. Yes, sir. Oh, I think he's frozen Eric, again. <laughs> frozen again. He's going to check blood in, blood out. Oh, Eric in, oh, Eric out. Eric, you're in. Yeah, you, is it blood in, blood out? Is it available? If it's um, not, we can always looking. change. It's okay. We can. We, it's okay because of the internet. It's it's fine. That's yeah. what happens when you try to invoke the spirit of the computer accent. It will it will automatically infest and put viruses in, uh, on your local Wi-Fi up in your area. So be very careful, folks, yeah. when you see the computer accent. Should I pick might, an alternate? Might yeah, pick need to pick it. Might need to pick an alternate. I, I okay, don't alternate. know if this this is alternate. available. You ready? Yes. I picked one. This boy's life. Oh, even better. Oh, okay. This boy's life. That's um, okay. That's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you seen that, Bruce Perky? I have not. Yeah, there's no blood in, blood out. You're right. Whatever happened? What, you know what? Here's the thing. Bruce Perky, when when Eric Holmes was looking up blood in, blood out, there's all these threads on, on websites. Where can I find blood in, blood out? Where On Reddit, where can I find this movie? Obviously, you can't. Or actually, you might be able to. Who knows? Okay, so... so. Yes, Re- yes, sir. Real quick, I, yes, I've sir. been looking for Blood In, Blood Out forever on uh, just DVD, and uh, I just kept going to Entertainment Mart, never found it, never found it for like years I've been looking for it, and then finally get it, and then the next day, next week I show up, and they have a whole stand with like about 30 Blood In, Blood Out DVDs. 
So maybe I'll grab a couple of them. And if anyone wants me to send them a DVD, just hit me up at hamslime <laughs> at gmail.com. I'll go buy one for like five bucks and send it to you. Okay. Very, very, very cool. But anyways, Blood In, Blood Out is might be our selection, but actually it is This Boy's Life. But who knows? There might be a little bit of change. It might be actually Blood In, Blood Out after what I'm going to tell Bruce and Eric after we're done recording this show. Final thoughts, Eric Holmes. Blood In, Blood Out is awesome. If you can find it, watch it. Okay, and that's you, all I got. My computer my shit out on me. Yeah, it's all you got. You, you got. You have. You were computer accenting last week. You've been uh, doing hard work, <laughs> Bruce Berkey, man of the hour. What do you got? Um, in honor of this episode, I would say you know everybody. Now that you're finishing the episode, you know, gather everybody together, and then you know get get all the doors closed, and you just rally around the family with a pocket <laughs> full of shells. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're very, very good. Folks, we'll see you next week here on Find Your Film. Have a great week watching movies. Eric Holmes, I hate to kick you out, but I was going to tell, tell uh, Bruce Porky what the uh, ending of Bull, why I like Bull. But anyways, uh, any final thoughts you want to say about it before we get out of here? Oh, no. Yeah, uh, Love you, man. I'm, I'm calm like a bomb. Yeah, you calm like a bomb. Oh, also, I was going to throw in my little dad joke that I have like three years worth of Eric Holmes interviews that I've still yet to <laughs> upload on, on our on our podcast. <laughs> my bad on that. I'm going to do a pickup. Eric Holmes, what is your rating on Halloween Ends? Do you agree with Bruce Perky that it's an underrated film? Halloween Ends? I did uh, yeah. cut out again. Um, it's, oh, it's, it's difficult. Let's say three and a half. Three and a half. Three yeah. and a half. It, it goes a little deeper than that, but we'll, we'll just say that for now. Okay. I, unfortunately, because I'm still single, I never go deeper than that, but we'll we'll figure out <laughs> what happens with Eric Holmes next week regarding Halloween <laughs> ends. Well, you know, this is the second time I'm going to say we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week here on Find Your Film. Have a great week watching movies. And I'm going to leave the first goodbye in the, in, the, in the actual podcast feed. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. Bye.